tell God what's on your mind. I know that's not earth-shattering, but again, sometimes we hang on to our burdens by ourselves too long before remembering there's a mighty God to whom we can turn, and not just any God. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to this edition of The Red-Headed Preacher. This is Richard Lanford. I am the Red-Headed Preacher of St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie, Illinois. I've missed the last couple of Sundays on vacation, and I'm back in the pulpit or during COVID-19. It's really a lectern. It's not our normal sanctuary pulpit. And our sermon for today is briefer than usual. It's called A Path to Peace, and the scriptures read by Beth Lanford, my better half, are Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, and the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. The message will be focusing on the Philippians passage. I hope you find something of value in this bearing of witness. And so, listen on, and many thanks to you for tuning in. Our first reading is from the letter of Paul that I mentioned. It is not in the lectionary for today, but has been chosen for today all the same. <clears throat> it is Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Paul is in a Roman prison, and he wrote his letter to the church, who had sent him a kind of care package there. <clears throat> Paul wrote, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any ex excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Our second reading is also our gospel lesson for, this, for the day, and is from the lectionary, Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 33. It happens right after the story of the feeding of the 5,000, which we heard last week. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, where he dismissed the crowds while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. 
And early in the morning he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Here ends our gospel lesson and the scriptures for today's service. Thanks be to God for this, the word of the God of life, for the life of the people of God. Our worship continues with an offering by music director Bill Westfall. Thank you, Ben. That was lovely. Let me tell you a story. Early in our vacation, I once again took a burden to bed with me. It was something about which I felt I'd done most all I could, but it still nagged at me, it grieved me, spinning out into other directions, triggering my resources. Now this is not another story where I gave it up to God. No, for some reason my spirit did not go there. Not quickly, at least. But who among us, in our self-reliant, sometimes self-indulgent, God, I got this, human race, sprung from Eden, goes quickly to give our burdens to the Lord? No, the story goes like this. A scripture came to me from somewhere in my memory. I occasionally look back on those early, those not early days, but those days early in my faith, when I sat on our front steps with the Bible I was given by First Congregational when I was 10, but I was not 10 when I was sitting on our front steps, several years older, reading it and learning it. So in the Spooner, Wisconsin bed, my spirit lifted up to me and the peace of God, which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. The peace of God. That sounded really good. I know there's more to that verse, though. My memory gears rolled a few more times. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let your requests be made known to God. Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. Call him up, call him up. 
Tell him what you want. Tell God what's on your mind. I know that's not earth-shattering, but again, sometimes we hang on to our burdens by ourselves too long before remembering there's a mighty God to whom we can turn and not just any God. Let your requests be made known to God. I knew there was still more I had not nabbed yet, but thank God it came to me. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. A path to peace. In this case, inner peace, and perhaps a congregational peace. As Paul was writing to the Philippians, not to the Philippian. So I just lay there in the borrowed bed, going over those words in order. Do not worry about anything. The word for worry, or to have anxiety, is a powerful one. It means to be overwrought with worry. It means to get your stomach all twisted up with apprehension. It means worry is sucking your energy away. It probably means the kind of worry that keeps you up at night after haunting you during the day, or at least being in the back burner, causing tension. Well, Paul has the gumption, or the faith, and maybe they're the same thing here, to say from prison, mind you, do not worry about anything. Anything. Do not be overcome with anxiety about anything, even if you're in prison, evidently, not knowing what the future will hold. But, but, in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, see what he does there? Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. A supplication is a certain kind of prayer. A supplication is when you or I pray for ourselves. Intercession is when you pray for others. Please, Lord, forgive me. Please show me the way you want me to go. Heal me. Help me do this. Grant me the strength I need are all prayers of supplication. When I was a student chaplain at Trenton State Prison, Joe Conklin was a prisoner on my wing. And he said he never prayed for himself. I think he thought that made him a less selfish person, or he felt unworthy of prayers for himself, or that he only prayed for his family, which he said. I remember that because not only did I tell him that he could pray for himself, even Jesus prayed for himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, but also because I perceived he was probably far from the only person who felt like that, almost unworthy to do so. 
or for some other reason. Now, I do not know if that is a challenge for you, but if it is, please claim that. God says in the word that it is okay to pray for ourselves. God expects us to pray for ourselves. Pray for yourselves. Heck, here it is part of this path to peace. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. Hey, I forgot something, didn't I? No, not really. And it is part of a path to peace in prayer. It's making our supplications and prayers with thanksgiving. Now, when I'm anxiously worried, it's really hard to be grateful. It's just a whole other world you can get wrapped up in that I get wrapped up in. It's not a world where God is going to give us the peace that passes our understanding. That comes when we tell God what's weighing down our hearts, when we pray for ourselves and our situation, and maybe for others, yet all at the same time giving thanks to God for the blessings we do have. We step back from our own anxiety for a bit, and look around, lying in bed, I gave thanks for the bed and the roof over my head, Beth sleeping next to me, and always, of course, for Jesus. A few days later, I was having a less than great day kayaking on the Namakagan River. I pressed pause on my frustrations and remembered gratitude can bring you out of bad attitudes. My mood lifted as I gave thanks for this and for that, silently. And I could take the momentary struggles and crud in perspective. Thanksgiving. When we're sick, we give thanks for whoever and whatever helps us. We give thanks for hope and for the presence of God who knew pain through being one with Jesus the crucified. When we're in scary financial straits, we give thanks for what we do have and for the blessings of the day, for prospects or for more. When we're worrying about what directions this nation may go, we give thanks for those of goodwill, wisdom, faith, and integrity who seek to provide guidance from the kingdom of God value system. There's always reason to be grateful to the God of Jesus Christ, from whom comes the Holy Spirit, whose fruit includes peace, the peace from God, who is the Spirit. So I lay there in bed and let it come as I lingered once more over the sacred words, do not worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God with thanksgiving. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That just helped me a lot. That's my story.
I hope it has been your story too. This peace that passes all understanding is something else. I believe it is the peace that, bottom line, allows you or me to face the toughest things, and yet we are not overwhelmed for long. This peace eventually buoys us up above the surface of the rivers of dread which threaten to capsize or drown us. This peace allowed Dietrich Bonhoeffer to go to his death in Flossenburg prison mere days before the Allies liberated the German camp. His last words reported as, this is the end, for me, the beginning of life. It is the peace we have when we stand at the graveside of a beloved fellow Christian even as we weep. There is a peace. It is the peace which helps church members, friends, and activists alike to continue doing what we or they have been doing and giving to bring about righteous change in scales small, medium, and large. It is the peace which professes that, despite the very real anxiety and worries that visit our lives frequently, our God is greater and shall outlast all of them. Our God's love is greater than the power of our worries or the hatred of our foes aiming to put us back in a tomb, so to speak. Our God's sovereign power over the long arc of history is greater than the pathologies and armies which spur autocratic leaders, fear and greed fuel scrambling for more. Our risen Lord brings forth the triumphant tender grace before which must fall all those forces which crucified him and try to nail us to. I think you know the first word of the risen Christ to his disciples was, Do not worry about anything, but, but, in prayer, by prayer and supplication in everything, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. As Jesus asked Martha in John 11, do you believe this? It's good news. Amen. I hope you found it worthwhile to listen to the podcast today or tonight, whenever you happen to be listening. It is appreciated that you do tune in, even if it's not every week. Um, it's appreciated, and it is it is uh, my hope and our hope that uh, these messages and the scriptures help to build you up in your faith and in your practice of the faith as no longer second nature but increasingly first nature. God's will be done because what we do is for God's glory. Hope you'll tune in again soon. Thanks once again. Our next message will be on August 16th.
2020. God bless your week. Bye for now.